At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Morning, folks. Welcome in a little shakeup in the rotation. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Patrick Maher. And I will say that you are filling in for Michael Lombardi, Wes Reynolds, here on the Lombardi line. Good show on tap for you today. Will Hill, Beeson contributor, is going to join us in about 45 minutes from now and get his thoughts on some futures, Major League Baseball thoughts. And, of course, he's got to play in the NBA, my wheelhouse. We're going to talk about a future that he's invested there, too. And in the next hour, Howard Bender, Fantasy Alarm host here at 6M Fantasies. We, of course, talk a little NFL. But, Wes, the talk of the town, of course, from last night, the home run derby. And the all-star game is upon us as well. But Juan Soto, depending on where you shopped, 5-1, to 6-1 to one, to win this thing yesterday. And he gets it done, wins a million dollars, and wins the home run derby last night million dollars i mean 440 million doesn't get this guy out of bed apparently so a million dollars he's got that in his couch or he soon will once he is dealt but uh juan soto uh very good performance wins in the final 19 to 18 i felt like julio rodriguez the seattle mariners rookie was kind of the guy that you remember the most uh because of obviously going 32 home runs first guy to have to go out of the box he beats Corey seager yep. Corey seager probably deserved a little better fate you almost felt he just got kind of an unfortunate matchup and the, the fact also that uh his father was taking his time that well and you know it's funny so we bring this one up first because that was also an interesting one from the betting market standpoint in a lot of spots seager from the future 
futures um, was priced a little bit shorter, about nine to one. Yeah, uh, because Julio obviously played one. many years in Dodger Stadium, so he was kind of with no Dodger in the field. He was kind of the the home guy that but, fans are pulling for. But the, the point was, it was short, priced a little short in the futures market, but the underdog in the matchup. Yes, uh, in that first one, it ultimately falls to your point there too. And you're, like you said too, and we, we humans and I brought this up yesterday. I mean. We always focus on these hitters. The pitching totally matters. Shohei Otani's guy last year was like lacing fastballs up and in on him and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it totally matters the pace at which these guys throw. I think was it yesterday? One of the pitchers, or you could clearly see the catcher was like, "Let's go!" Yeah. Like screaming yeah. at him. You know, trying to get this thing done. It was funny watching Soto too because he was throwing like Mariano Rivera yep. cutters on the inside, and Soto was still driving him out there. But yeah, the. The pace of the pitcher always matters. I, I thought Julio Rodriguez's guy was really good. Just really you know, good form and everything. Very, yep. very quick. Uh, nothing doing. Just lobbing him up there, going at a pretty brisk pace. And that's why you saw Julio Rodriguez get 32, by far the most of any round last night in home run derby. Uh, and can I also make fun of, so there's a couple of things we have to make fun of from yesterday. First off, uh, Juan Soto. So We laugh with you, not at you guys. Yeah, we'll kind of laugh at you. Uh, first off, so Juan Soto, if you remember before the Derby was asked if he was going to win it, his answer was, quote, probably. And then after he wins it uh, and talking afterwards, I love when athletes try to make something not that serious, like super serious, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Soto, after the win, quote, I'm a lone survivor. I've been going through all this stuff, and I'm still standing up with my chin up all the time, and it shows you I can go through anything. You won the home run derby, bro. Let's just relax on the he, lone survivor. He was going like all uh, oh, Kellen Winslow Jr. Right. He was a soldier. <laughs> right. Uh, the other thing is, and this is the important aspect of last night. So there are complaints. Uh, one of the big first round upsets, of course, Kyle Schwarber uh, losing to one Albert Pujols. Schwarber got steamed all the way up to his, in the range of what, minus 340, mm-hmm. I think was one of the highest price tags I saw. In fact, there was one bet out there. Somebody bet like 40000 or something to win fifteen k. On Schwarber to win that first round matchup, there was a really heavy bet on him in that price. Well, Schwarber loses in that first round matchup to Albert Pujols, and there are many who believe one of his home runs was not counted in the home run derby yesterday, and thus they were cheated, and thus you tweeted every single operator on the planet and say, I demand my refund on Schwarber. I mean, we could make fun of you for betting Schwarber in a first round matchup of home run derby where he's well over a $3 favorite. Uh, But this is also part of something that we've seen nowadays is if you feel slighted in any way whatsoever, you tweet at your book of choice until you can shame them into giving you a refund. Haven't seen anything come down in terms of some of these books operating in that level, paying that back. And I don't think that was the case. I think if you looked at it, Mm I didn't see a home run that was missed. I think there was one that a lot of people thought I was saw a home some run. Videos tweeted out. I thought because it seemed like the graphic, the score graphic on ESPN who televised yeah. the event last night was a little bit slow. So I thought he actually did have one more. But in terms of a uh, of poking fun at people, I think that we can poke fun at people when it's like you're asking for a refund for this because. What has happened now in our business, JVT, where everybody's getting in the space, everybody with two nickels to rub together is getting in the space, and obviously it's a competitive business. Mm-hmm. So you want people to bet at your sports book. I don't care whether you're BetMGM or whether you're DraftKings or FanDuel or any other book. So you're competing for that business, but – now, in order to get that business, it's like you have to give a little bit of something away to feel like, okay, I'm going to go here instead of there because they're refunding bets. But then you create like a culture of entitlement. I think with the better, it's like, well, anybody that makes a bad call, oh, that wasn't a pass interference, but the ref threw the flag. It's like, you know what? That's betting. And yeah, we you have a forum like this or you have your Twitter account or wherever, whatever form you have to use. 
to kind of complain about it, but that doesn't mean you deserve a refund. Sometimes you're going to get beat on a bad call, bad officiating or, you know, something, you know, happening that, that goes a little wrong. That's kind of the nature of betting, isn't it? I mean, that that's human error. You can't just totally get everything right where it's like, well, that wasn't a traveling call, so we're going to refund your money. And the NBA sent out an apology letter or whatever. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, there was at one point, who was on the call yesterday for the home run derby? I think it was Carl Ravitch. I, I think Ravitch also called, but didn't help with Schwarber was, I think he called the home run that wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think he got mm-hmm. a little excited for one that ultimately fell short. So uh, that was the controversy from yesterday. But Fun home run derby. Derbies are fun. Does it make you? Does it make you? Because uh, I saw this uh, refrain on Twitter last night. Does it kind of make you miss Chris Berman a little bit? Because people got tired of him, but then you you don't know what you got till it's gone with some people, and they start to kind of miss old Boomer. Uh, no. Uh, also, <laughs> okay. So, but, uh, so you didn't fall into that. No, but I'm also you have you're, you're talking to the wrong guy because I think I grew up in the wrong generation. People, not to age it, Wes, uh, but people your age and a little bit older, they still have this romantic yes. idea of play-by-play guys. When for me, they're all just dudes behind a mic who all have right. their flaws and all have their strengths. And right. I could no, really no care No emotional less. attachment I could, yeah, whatsoever. I was gonna say, That's I probably the best way to be. But old, like, you know, guys in their 40s like me, you know, are so used to something. And then when you get a little bit older, you get more nostalgic. You'll probably get that when also, you get to that age. Too. I mean, in, in growing up in an era where, like, you watch a majority of your contests, like, you have multiple screens, you have a lot of screens where you don't have any sound on. Mm-hmm. You kind of just you get used to watching It's stuff a different generation sound. because yeah. now people are streaming stuff yeah. anymore because it used to be. Because there's always that media news that kind of comes out where it's like, okay, this guy's going to Monday Night Football or this guy's mm-hmm. going to do games on Amazon, where it's like a bigger deal to older fans. But some of the newer fans are like, look, I flip around on Red Zone or I stream and whatnot. So just different viewing habits for different generations. Uh, yeah, the only thing I think I uh, I know about Chris Berman is that Rebecca. And that's, uh, that's all I really care about so far. Uh, <laughs> all right, so with that, we move on from the Home Run Derby. We do have the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Uh, a reminder, too, that the All-Star Game, if it is tied after nine innings, will be decided by a Home Run Derby. So that's something to... <laughs> to uh, for home field advantage in the World Series, no big deal. Uh, to uh, find out there... Uh, are they still? I thought that was. Uh, Have they done away, away with that? Yeah, now, I thought or? that was. I thought that was um, struck away. I think that was something that was struck away. But I was going to. I was going to say it's like you might as well just flip a coin if you're going to do that. Right. Well, I think if it, I mean All Star Game, I don't know. Do you really need it? If nothing is being decided, which I think is the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a tie in the All Star Game, would it really be that bad? About we decided we're both equally good. We declare it a tie. Uh, do you bet the All Star Game? We have the National League is a dollar fifteen favorite on the money line, um, depending on where you look. Right. Uh, first five, of course, it's a pick. I think. Um, one Will Hill, who's going to join us at the bottom of this hour, has a selection here in the All-Star Game. But your philosophy on betting All-Star Games in Major League Baseball? Uh, my philosophy is I usually don't bet nice. the All-Star okay. Game. And, in fact, hardly ever. Because you very rarely, because this is 24-7, 365, as you know, JVT, mm-hmm. you very rarely get a few days off. Unless you really feel like you have an edge. Don't feel like you got to force bet the all-star game. You're probably going to watch it. There's, there's something to be said for just watching an event without any money. I know we all like to have a little bit of skin in the game, but this is one I pass on. And this is a day I take off from a betting standpoint. Yeah, then there's other markets involved. And by the way, yeah, I didn't play anything here in the all-star game uh, either. Uh, all-star game MVP, Shohei Otani, your favorite at plus 390. These numbers courtesy of DraftKings that I'm listing off. Aaron Judge at 5-1. to one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at 6-1. to one. I think you're noticing a theme with the top three guys. Mookie Betts at plus 750. Giancarlo Stanton at plus 950. Paul Goldschmidt at 13-1. to one. And then you get a little bit further down the list uh, in terms of all-star game MVP. So... Well, I think Otani is the favorite for a reason. He's got an opportunity to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, 
I think it would be kind of a crapshoot, just given the fact that you have no idea when these guys are going to come up. Or right. Everything. So you can take a flyer on like a Trey Turner type or something like and, that. And but. in fact, with the pitchers, you don't know how deep that they're going to go. Usually with the starters, more often than not, it's one, maybe max two innings. Mm-hmm. So how do you give a guy an MVP with only two innings of work? Yep. All right. So in the cups, there are a few other things you can look at here too, right? Correct score or whatnot. But uh, I would say that a lot of people more often than not are probably betting just game, maybe a little bit of run line if they like a certain roster a little bit more than the other. Uh, but I do wonder from a handle standpoint, how popular this really gets. I would assume there is some popularity standalone yeah. baseball game, nothing yeah. really going on. Um, but I can't imagine it is on the top 20 list of betting events. Yeah, when we talk year. about the dog days of summer, we yeah. are, we are of course, in it, not only with the heat all over the country, and in fact, all over the world, apparently a heat wave in Europe as well, as I was watching the news this morning, but just not a lot of stuff to bet on. We're seeing kind of a slowdown. We're just off a of major in golf, so now you get into some weaker events, and we'll get into that later in the show. So uh, good day to maybe do your football prep if you haven't started. Oh, and I've started. I have started. The Edge Top 40 has been unveiled. We are starting to do that on the Edge. By the way, I'll be on that later today. Yeah. And also keep in mind, because you and I are, and others, working hard, the College Football Betting Guide coming out sometime next week is what I keep being. Where does uh, Indiana fall on the Edge Top 40? You know, I so <laughs> no because humans won't let me see the actual whole list. So as it gets unveiled, I do not get like I get to like learn with everybody else. I learned before the day. I will say this: I don't think they are ranked. Yeah, I think uh, yeah they're they they've fallen off of the of the charts. Here yeah, over for, the last couple for, of years for like seeing the other lists in my mind's eye and not compiling the votes. I think it's pretty safe to say that Indiana did not make the list. So sorry, Wes. I'm used to it, John. I've been a, I've been a fan of that program for over 30 years and uh, haven't seen a lot of winning. So. It's the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. On the other side, Wes is here, so let's pick his brain a little bit. First off, reaction to Cam Smith's win at the Open. We'll spend brief time on that. Cam Smith, of course, uh, filling that thing up with beer and traveling by coach. We'll get his thoughts there and how we look ahead to some uh, golf tournaments now that we're past the majors. It is the Lombardi line here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Wes Reynolds alongside, filling in for the guys here. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, by the way, with Mike Pritchard. We'll be at the desk, so that'll be a fun show as well. Not that this isn't a fun show, Wes. Don't take mm-hmm. that personally. All right, so I was looking up some stuff. First off, because uh, the clip uh, that I loved was Cam Smith afterwards saying that he would find out how much beer uh, was going to fit in the Claret Jug. Got me thinking, of course, of how different, how many different things have been in the Claret Jug, and you're a golf guy, so I wanted to run this by you. Um, uh, I, I always, Patrick Harrington, is that how you pronounce yes. his first name? Okay, right. Patty, yes. Um, Quote, there have been a lot of other liquids in there. Ladybugs, too. My son wanted ladybirds in there, so ladybirds ended up being in the Claret Jug. Phil Mickelson, 2013, reportedly drank $40,000 wine out of it. Stuart Sink uh, put Guinness in his first drink. And then uh, a lot of other things. According to one report, one Instagram post suggested OJ was in there. Uh, Sink was barbecuing, too. He put barbecue sauce in it. Not, I said gravy. It was barbecue sauce mm-hmm. that he put in the Claret Jug. Ray McElroy with some Jaeger. Um, I would assume they clean out the interior of the Clara jug, but how clean can you really get it? Right. After some of the things that you just told me is have apparently been inside that jug. Uh, Phil Mickelson with that bottle of wine where I'm, I'm sure he, he tipped uh, the attendant oh, and sure. sold him that wine, right? Uh, uh, from, sure. from, from what we all hear out here. But yeah, uh, look, uh, Cameron Smith. And one of the funny things, though, was to see the guy that was at that point the number four player in the world. I believe he's now up to number two in the world in the official world golf rankings, trying to stuff the claret jug in an overhead bin. Right. On a commercial flight, and, you know, commercial flights have kind of been the joke of the morning because uh, Paul Blackburn, the uh, lone A's representative of this all-star game in Dodger Stadium, was going to be made to fly coach by his ball club at the Oakland A's to uh, awesome. go ahead from, uh, they were in Houston for a series, they took two or three from the Astros, they were going to make him fly coach, the Astros gave him a spot on a on, on a private flight. That's 
that's they hilarious. use it. That that's a way to say, hey, uh, hey, why don't you come here and get out of this crappy organization? Uh, yeah, the Oakland A's uh, not known for being exactly spendthrifts. But, it would be uh, couldn't uh, spend on that flight. Out. It would be great if not only would he had the flight coach, but they didn't check him in on time. So he was like part of like the D boarding group or something like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, this is not going to come as a surprise. John Daly in 1995, who was not drinking at the time. Oh God, I can't imagine what he put in the thing. Uh, he drank melted chocolate ice cream out of it. <laughs> now, when you said gravy, that is who I would think of, John, John Daly. Daly yeah. I'm like, he just dumped a bunch of gravy and just mixed all kind of stuff into it. So, uh, uh, John Daly, by the way, was over there at the uh, at the Open Championship. He doesn't have – I don't think he has an endorsement deal. He has, like, these small companies, like some local car dealership or something. He wore a Masters pullover, which is always funny because for the Masters – he goes there every year and like sells gear, like John yeah. Daly gear across the street at the parking lot of the Hooters down there in Augusta, like true story. And uh, was over there wearing the uh, Augusta national insignia on his gear. All right. So as we move forward now, majors in the rear view mirror, but there are still golf tournaments to be had uh, before we get to the handicapping stuff. we got the 3M open coming up uh, for you. What's the mentality like? I mean, the four majors like passed. I know there's still golf to be played and important tournaments to be played. Yes. This has kind of got to be a letdown after you come off. Well, like uh, judging by the uh, email that our friend and colleague, Matt Newman said, it's going to be short. Okay. Our yeah. long shots is going to be short shots this week because this is a, this is a tough handicap. And the fact that you don't have a lot of high profile guys at the top here necessarily, because it is the week after a major you know, they did move this event. This event used to be in late June. Now they move it to the week after the major. So you just don't have a lot of guys at the top. I I, I think it was eight of the top 70 as I checked yesterday as I'm still uh, finishing the uh, point spread weekly column, which will be out tomorrow morning. So you look at the top. There's a couple names. Tony Finau is third here, I believe, uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Hideki Matsuyama is here. Hideki Matsuyama is one of the several players that are rumored to be a potential defector to live golf. But nevertheless, he is here in the Twin Cities this week. So, oh, JM, man, it's letting me down. Huh? Yeah, I know. Well, they're now they're rumoring with Cameron Smith. Maybe people saw him flying coach and like, hey, we can give you the money to play here. And there's the thought that Cam Smith could be a potential candidate to go to live. You know, in all seriousness, if you're a live golf representative, you see pictures like that. That's something you pounce on. Is yeah. it not like, do you just like start calling him? Uh, like when, well, yeah. Because when you see uh, who Fred Couples dubbed as a grain of sand, that yeah. being one Pat Perez, you know, on a private jet celebrating and he was like nine or 10 over par, but he was part of the winning team, you know, popping bottles and everything on a private jet. You're thinking, Hey, that could be me. And by the way, Cam Smith, now that he wins the open championship, depending on what the major sanctioning bodies do, Mm -hmm. he is eligible. So he doesn't necessarily have to worry as much about these world ranking points that these other guys have to worry about. So you mentioned uh, Finau, at least uh, while I'm looking at DraftKings, Finau, the favorite here. And to your point, gives you an idea of what this field is like. Finau's a favorite at 11 to 1. Then you get to Sung Jae yeah. at 16 to 1. Maverick McNeely, 18, as is Cameron Tringale at 18, and Hideki Matsuyama and Adam Hadwin. Then there's a gap for the rest of it. So uh, 3M open, not the best. So would a tournament like this, not necessarily a specific golfer, but would a field like this open the door for some mid to long range shots? Well, if you look at if you look at the history, the three years that they've had the 3M open, yeah. 175 to 1, that was Matthew Wolf yep. in 2019, where he hit that great eagle to beat Brad. Bryson DeChambeau after DeChambeau made Eagle. Michael Thompson, 125 to 1 uh, in 2020. And then Cam Champ last year was 150 to 1. 
So you've had bombs win here. I know not a lot of sample size, only three events here, but yeah, I don't usually go at the favorites. It's like, can I really bet Tony Finau at 11 to 12 to one when he doesn't win at 40 to one, even though I like Tony Finau, but I'm not going to bet him. I'm not going to bet any of the really super short prices. In fact, I don't think I have anybody on that first page, even though you can make a case maybe for Sahith Gala, who's played very well, uh, had a couple runner-ups already this year. Uh, Cameron Tringali, by the way, down there, kind of an interesting nugget when I was previewing the top of the board for the column. Cameron Tringali was the 18 and the 36-hole leader two weeks ago at the Scottish Open. Mm-hmm. And didn't end up winning. He ended up T6. Cameron Tringali has the unfortunate distinction of being the all-time leader in official earnings on the PGA Tour. Little over $17 million. Close to $17.5 million. So the all-time money winner without a win. Wow. It's surprising that this yeah. guy, who's always been good enough to stay on the tour. Yep. Always, you know, top tens, enough good finishes, stays in that 125 for the FedEx Cup but yet has yet to get a win. So I started out a little bit in like the middle range, you know, around the 40 ish to one. And then I'll probably end up having some triple digit bombs here because they've been getting there at the three M open. Yeah. Some of the, um, the numbers that stick out when you look at like the true strokes gained uh, over at the what TPC twin cities, right? That's yes. where point. Uh, Adam Hadwin, uh, if you look at it too, like tied for six last year, true strokes gained mm-hmm. on this course, a plus 2.2. Uh, you go further down the list. I mean, Hadwin's in that range of 16 to one, a little bit farther uh, than what you were talking about here. Uh, but some of the other names too, I think, um, uh, is it uh, Stewart 300 to one? And he's got some pretty good course history mm-hmm. here. It's in it's, it is short. It was only last year, but he finished tied for six plus 1.83 in true strokes gain. And you're talking about like some mid to long range shots. Yeah. A guy with a really good performance here last year sticks out at 300. Yeah. And, and, and I played a couple that I think are going to end up being popular because a lot of us that do golf tipping and handicapping and betting every single week. We all look at like the same metrics, right? So we have some different guys that pop Uh, actually last 24 rounds. And I sometimes go last 24, last 36, because I don't want to get too short nor too long of a sample size. And the guy that was number one for strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach is Brendan Steele. Okay. And Brendan Steele about 35 or 40 to one. He's going to be popular this week. Another guy that's going to be kind of popular this week. Uh, look, Cam Smith was popular last week, so don't worry. You know, guys do win when they might be popular selections because we all look at the same stuff. Adam Svensson is another guy in the 40 range. I think you're going to see some support for Chris Goderup, who has played very well. He just graduated, actually, from the University of Oklahoma, was part of their NCAA tournament team that got to the final eight uh, of knockout play, and he finished one, I believe, out of getting in the playoff for the individual medalist honors. But Goddard up has a top 10 at the John Deere, a couple top tens already out there. So this is a guy trying to get that full-time PGA tour membership, or at least get temporary status. He's probably going to get some backing in the 40 ish to one Nick Hardy probably gets it. Nick Hardy. If you remember, he was on the first page of the leaderboard for a good mm-hmm. part of the weekend at the U S open at the country club in Brookline. So he's going to get some support, but you're absolutely right. And in what you mentioned going down there, the hundred to one, 200 to one, those are who have won here before. And this is a relatively wide open course. It's, it's, it's pretty much a birdie fest. It's not the easiest course out there, but it's sure not the hardest uh, 7,400 yards. These guys can take dead aim. Each of the last three years is the same course, right? Yeah. Yes. TPC twin cities. It's an Arnold Palmer design, Tom Lehman, 
former PGA Tour player from the Minnesota area, also consulted on it. So 70, about 7,400 yards, one of the longer courses on tour, but and it has a lot of water hazards. So there are like nine holes where you can hit the water off the tee. So you got to be a little careful. The rough hasn't been too much of a problem, despite the fact it's like four inches, but these are pretty wide open fairways. So yeah. you can really, you know, fairway, you know, driver, short wedge, putt on the green, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, the reason I was asking, too, was a guy, uh, Richie Warinski, yes. tied for third in 2020, and actually got some guys make a lot of birdies because he won the Barracuda up in uh, Reno Tahoe a couple years ago. Hey, Wes is here. Let's talk about some indie stuff. The Colts on deck. VEASAN summer specials here for only $19. You're going to get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, features daily best bets emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want. It costs only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. So I'm going to admit something about myself. And I, I, it's probably a negative. I don't think it is. Um, you got to take full self inventory though, John, uh, I am somewhat ageist. Um, absolutely. I will fully admit to that. Right. Somewhat ageist when it comes to, um, no, just a lot of topics to, when it comes to old people. Right. Um, I'm going to take a shot here this morning. When I watch our boys on follow the money, Dave Ross, John <laughs> King talking about PlayStation and Madden, when these two guys probably haven't picked up a controller since the Atari or whatever, I, I mean, <laughs> Boys, come on. They threw up a picture. The, the graphic they used, and I get it, Sean was not happy with his Madden overall ratings, and it was a fun topic. The picture they used was of a, a game from PlayStation 1 that was like 25 years ago, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> so just pump the brakes. Uh, look, in full disclosure, I, I have not picked up a controller uh, since probably PlayStation 1 myself. So I'm not a big gamer, but yeah, that was a, uh, you know, oh, I guess uh you know, scars are scars are tough to get over. I guess if you're Madden rating, you thought you got cheated on that. Sean, his, in- Sean wanted his rookie year Madden rating to be in the mid eighties. That's in, it's insanity, especially with the scaling today. All right, we'll get off of that. Yeah, Santos is nodding. He, you understand? That's, <laughs> that's insane. That's insanity, Santos. All right. Um, speaking of Madden football, Indianapolis Colts, their overall rating will probably be, I would say, mid eighties. This mm-hmm. seems to be a pretty decent team uh, in the National Football League, coming off of their nine-win season a year ago. Sorry, I laughed because there's a lot of scars from that last year for the Indianapolis Colts. One, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars game for me personally. Two, yes. which I will never forget. Them blowing that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which would have netted me a first or no second place in a, a six-week mini contest right. over at the uh, Super Contest. Never forget it. Um, so now we come into this year with what you would assume is an upgraded quarterback in Matt Ryan and loftier expectations for this team, Wes. So I will ask you as we look at the betting profile, a team that is uh, sitting at nine and a half with their win total, heavily shaded to the over at minus one sixty, uh, heavily favored to make the playoffs at minus one ninety, and the favorite to win the AFC South. Your expectations for the Indianapolis Colts next year are what? Division win. I would, I, at the very least. And correct? I think that that's probably the best way to, to bet this. I think uh, Brady Cannon and I were having a conversation a couple weeks ago about these guys. And you look, win total nine and a half, juice to the over at minus 160. Obviously, the AFC South, one of the weaker divisions. Mm-hmm. 
in all of the NFL. So look, if you sweep the bottom two teams and split with Tennessee, that's a five and one division record. So you're halfway home with that. But I was looking at the division odds. It's minus one Oh five to win the AFC South. And then you look playoffs, make or miss minus one ninety. There's not a chance I would lay minus one ninety at BetMGM to make the playoffs because if you look, it's priced in right now that you're getting one team mm-hmm. more than likely out of the AFC South because you got to think you're at least getting two out of the West, maybe even three. Yep. You're getting two out of the North, and let's say Buffalo dominates in the East, you get one. You could potentially get two, though. Miami, I think, could be a dark horse to yeah. make a playoff, but. I think if any team, if any division in the AFC is only getting one team, mm-hmm. it's the AFC South, in my opinion. Even though I think we both believe, or at least I believe, Jacksonville at least is going to be a little bit improved with Doug Peterson there as a coach. And I think everybody kind of on the same page and not a lot of friction between players and coach like you had last year. Plus, they did spend money on free agency. But I still don't think Jacksonville's ready to be a playoff contender. Maybe next year, the year after that, I think they're at least on a better trajectory than they were. Just having, you know, a a, a higher grade professional at head coach, I think, helps Jacksonville. But when I look at Indianapolis, look, I, I think the schedule is relatively manageable. I think that this is a team that knows that they blew it Mm -hmm. essentially last year. They absolutely blew it. This is a team that, you know, should have made the playoffs when you're two touchdown favorites. I know on a road in a divisional game, you're two touchdown favorites and you can't win. I mean, that pretty much sealed Carson Wentz's fate where it's like, okay, Jim Irsay is not going to bring him. And so like you look at that schedule too, by the way, for Indianapolis, uh, guaranteed to start one and one because they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014, right? Right. And they, they, right. They open up on the road now. You know, I know you want to say two right, and zero, but right. you can't necessarily say that. No, it should be. This is it sets up nicely for them to get off to a good start. This is not a team actually in years past that has gotten off to good starts. Uh, in the Peyton Manning era, a three and zero, four and zero start was always you know almost that guaranteed. was the norm, right? Uh, but now you're talking about road games against the Texans and Jaguars to start off the year before you come back home for the Chiefs. I mean, there's a very strong argument to be made. By the time you get to Week Six, this is a team with the most two losses. Should they handle their stuff in the right fashion uh, when you're talking about games against the Titans and again, wrapping up week six against the Jaguars and we'll see what the, we won't know a lot about the Denver Broncos and these new look teams by the time you get to week five, but still there's an argument to be made that the Broncos coming into this year, one of the more overvalued teams yeah. in the national football league. But regardless, the schedule sets up nicely to get off to a really solid start. And you can make that argument, Wes, all the way through week eight, when you talk about a home game against the Commanders, on the road against the Patriots team that I think is a little bit of a downturn this year. So from a record standpoint, there's something to be said that this is going to be a opportunity for them. And I think a lot, too, obviously stems on Matt Ryan and what mm-hmm. you expect from him. But I think a lot of people kind of forget Matt Ryan's been rock solid for a while now. And yeah. last year was really good for the uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. He gets, in, as quarterbacks do, a lot of guff. And this is just one standpoint. And I know I think this is sacrilege on the Lombardi line, but I'm going to do it anyway. From PFF standpoint, 74.7 grade for Matt Ryan last year uh, overall. Passing grade of 75.9. Yards per attempt at 7.1. He was solid in terms of his turnover-worthy play rate. Maybe a little on the high side for him, but still 3.2% in terms of turnover-worthy play rate. In a system like this, yeah. right, he's going to get maximized. This offense is going to get maximized. There is, a, uh, I think, a very, very high ceiling for the Colts from a record standpoint. And all of those numbers that you mentioned from PFF, yep. 
Keep in mind, Atlanta, not a very good running game either, really, right. the last couple of years. And now he goes to an Indianapolis team that's it was got Matt one of the Ryan. best running games in the league. It was Matt Ryan and Cordero Patterson. Like yes. That was their entire offense yes. last year. Now, now you're getting arguably the best running back in the National Football League in his prime, Jonathan Taylor, a very good offensive line. I think at the bare minimum, we would call this a top 10 unit in the National Football League with Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith and company. So they're going to be able to run the ball. What I'm most interested in on offense is, okay, do you get a true number one receiver finally emerge? I think Michael Pittman has shown that he at least has the potential to be a very good number two. Yep. But can he be your number one guy? You don't necessarily, because for many years, T.Y. Hilton was the number one guy. And then the last couple of years, he was kind of just like an underneath guy, you know, move the chains guy, wasn't a true number one. But there is talent in this receiving core, but there's not that Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase that jumps out at you. I think Pittman's good. I think Paris Campbell can be very good if he stays healthy. Ashton Doolin, I think, has been a nice addition to the team. But he's a guy that's a you know number three or four guy. And then they did draft Alec Pierce in the second round out of Cincinnati. So yep. who is Matt Ryan going to get the chemistry with? Jack Doyle now retired at tight end. So, uh, you know, drafted a couple guys. Drafted Jelani Woods, big kid out of Virginia. They do have Molly Ollie Cox back. So, I think they're eventually going to figure it out. But nevertheless, I know that this team at least is going to be able to run the football. But what interests me more a little bit, JVT, in terms of observing what the ceiling is, is what's this defense going to be yep. like? Because we have a different philosophy, I think, on defense this year with Gus Bradley coming in from the Raiders as defensive coordinator. Well, and that's why I think, too, when you look at the intrigue for this defense, I think you begin and end with uh, Quiddy Pay last year quietly had like a really, really good year. And he's a dude that projects to be, I think, a really solid top end pass rusher. And they haven't had a uh, top end pass rusher for many years. Robert I think since Robert Mathis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we we got spoiled as Colts fans during that era, that Dungy Peyton Manning era, where it's like, man, we got two guys that could just go kill the quarterback, and the Colts don't have to bring a lot of exotic blitzing because they can get pressure with their front four. Now with Gus Bradley. He's going to bring a little bit more blitzing, I think, mm-hmm. this year. So he's going to try to uh, turn the maniac loose is what they've been talking about in Indianapolis, and that maniac being Darius Leonard to send him on some more pass rush where he's not necessarily all all in coverage. And Leonard, obviously, is the leader of this unit. And I think, too, when you talk about that, it, then that's why I think you're pretty intrigued because if Quiddy Pay kind of – if he takes that step that you're kind of expecting mm-hmm. from him and that all projections point to, well, you're talking about a front that actually I think can get after the passer, the, uh, the passer because – DeForest Buckner is a very good interior uh, yes. pass rusher, as we know. Uh, if Quiddy Pay takes that next step, he's going to be incredible off the edge. And Yannick Ngakwe is a guy who individually is probably not a a world beater when it comes to yeah. rushing, uh, pass rushing. But the things with guys like Yannick Ngakwe, if others like DeForest Buckner and Quiddy Pay are creating enough pressure, then that creates can, a lot of cleanup sack opportunities for a dude like absolutely. Yannick Ngakwe. Absolutely. And then they, of course, the uh, second round pick that they had didn't play a lot last year because of because of an injury, but. Uh, Ode Ingbo, mm-hmm. if I got that right, I tried to get Close it Close right. enough. The guy from Vanderbilt, they drafted in the second round. He had an injury last year, and they drafted him with injury. Tore his Achilles tendon when he was prepping for the draft. And maybe they have something with this guy. Now, there's a couple young guys, uh, Bonogu, mm-hmm. who hasn't really panned out as of yet. But they've got young guys with a lot of potential. But like you said, they need Quiddy Pay to step up, and then that opens up opportunities for other guys. I would also say, too, because I think one of the uh, bigger questions marks on this team outside of receiver would be the secondary yeah. and how good that could be.
And if that front seven's going to be effective like we expect it to be, then they can make up for some of that weakness. All right, uh, we'll come back. Sounds like we're in agreement, at least, in a successful season over mm-hmm. and a, a, con- or to me, a division winner there. When we come back, William Hill's going to join us next year on Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Step up to the plate for this all-star offer from BetMGM. Place a $25 wager on Major League Baseball's all-star game. If your bet loses, you'll receive your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then place a $25 wager on the Major League Baseball all-star game. You'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25 if your bet loses. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All Promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets, uh, bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly, of course. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Promotional offer not available in Nevada, Mississippi, New York, or Washington, D.C. Or as like people like to say, our nation's capital. I mean, it is our nation's capital. Yes. Uh, our nation's star. How's that? Will Hill, nice enough to give us some time today. Uh, VEASAN contributor, host of the New York City. Okay, I can't do this. What's going on? You shaved. Had to do it. It's uh, We're getting a little heat wave back east here. It's like 95 degrees. going to be 100 oh. all week. So uh, I know I'm not getting any sympathy from yeah. you guys where you just wake well, up. Well, it's like a global heat degrees. wave, apparently, based on what yeah. I was watching this morning. Uh, all right. Nonsense. Okay. The earth is fine. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about some stuff here. Uh, first off, by the way, when I got in my car the other day after the summer league, 123 degrees on my thermometer. So, Will, I'll take 95. Uh, but it's humid. I don't want to hear it. So, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Wes and I were discussing this. All-Star Game, eh, you're not going to get my money. I, I don't really – you can evaluate the rosters, think which one you find better, and then go from there, Will. But you are going to uh, bet on the All-Star Game today, no? I usually do. I usually go with the under. It's been a, a favorable trend for me. And I just think, look, the old adage, good pitching beats good hitting. Uh, I think it plays out. This game being in L.A., 5 p.m. Pacific start. You're going to have to deal with the shadows, which favors the pitchers. And I just think, look, these pitchers, they're used to, you know, most of them are starters. They're used to pitching six, seven innings. They can come in for one inning, 15 pitches, just kind of empty the tank. None of these guys want to, you know, have a rough inning where they give up three or four runs. They all want to throw a clean inning. They're on baseball's biggest stage here. Uh, the whole baseball world is watching. So, like I said, good pitching beats good hitting. I think the unfamiliarity between the hit, the hitter and the pitcher, you know, guys like Corbin Burns and Aaron judge for existent for, uh, for instance, like they don't see each other very often that favors the pitcher. So I think a lot of trends here favor the under favor, the pitcher. So I'm going to go under four in the first five, the full game total is ticked down from eight to seven and a half. Maybe for some of the reasons I just mentioned, uh, I'm curious how this wacky little tiebreaker scenario goes here. Huh. Not that it'll matter because if it's four, four, it's going to be over anyway. But they're deciding the game here if it goes to extras with a home run derby. So will they just add like one extra run to whoever wins the home run derby? I'm curious. Or they just count like as a 4-4 final. I'm curious how that counts here for scoring. Probably, I'm guessing, treat it like the shootout uh, in NHL or an NHL All-Star game. Uh, Will, anything on the side? I know the side is really hard when the the talent seems relatively evenly dispersed, even though uh, best team in the American League, or the best team in the league really is in the American League, and that being the New York Yankees on the basis of record. So did you find any edge there in terms of betting the side? No, uh, if I had to pick, if we can get American League at plus money, I know there was some slight plus money available. That would be the way I would go. I, I feel like the American League has done well in these games. A little more talent now that the DH is in both leagues. It's bounced off a little bit, but I just feel like the American League is a little deeper with the offenses usually. But like uh, JVT mentioned, I mean, you basically need a program to figure out who's playing. We've got about 85 all-stars between the guys that have opted out, injuries, uh, you know, Trout's not playing. You go down the line, a lot of guys not playing. So I would lean towards the American League. Nothing I bet, though. Yeah, America League, the small underdog at some spots at minus 105. So a lot of markets to bet into when it comes to the All-Star game. Uh, One of them, of course, being All-Star game MVP, and you're going with a long shot. I feel like I can tell the path you're going to go down here, but uh, give it to us. I took a couple guys. I took – you can get some great prices here. My thinking is, you know what, look for somebody off the bench later in the game, low-scoring game. All it takes is one hit later in the game to win it, and you can win this award. So Corey Seager, 100-1. to Julio Rodriguez, 65 to one. I actually had him for the Derby last night. Look, you can't feel bad for anyone betting the Derby, but that was a, a rough experience to bet on for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, Seager, 100 to one. Julio Rodriguez, 65 to one. Seager's familiar with this ballpark. You know, he's won a World Series MVP, National League MVP, so he's got a knack for the big moment. Uh, again, you can find some good numbers out here. Soto's 50 to one. Bogarts is like 70 to one. Uh, there are some good numbers available for some of these guys coming off a bench. 
Just a quick degenerate story. Back in 2013, the Mets hosted this game at City Field. Mariano Rivero announced he was retiring that season. I spent my whole day, the day of the All-Star Game, trying to find Mariano Rivera MVP odds. I either got laughed at or told no. Eventually, I got field at like 30 to 1, but uh, still kind of bitter about that. So maybe I'm owed one here by the uh, the All-Star Game MVP betting universe. Okay, I like it. Uh, when was that? 2013. So yeah. nine years later, your your redemption will come. Yes, that's <laughs> so where I'm going. You, you mentioned this. Let's go down this path really quickly then. Uh, yesterday, home run derby. Um, a lot of people belly aching about Cal Schwarber and a potential home run that wasn't counted. Uh, Juan Soto and what looked like potentially a late home run being uh, counted. What'd you make of some of the things that a lot of people were complaining about last night? I mean, on one hand, you kind of get what you deserve when you're betting like an exhibition like this. Yeah. I think the Soto one, I mean, it was one extra homer. It was clear. It clearly shouldn't have counted, but I mean, he had plenty of time. He was going to win by more than one home run. He had plenty of time left when he stopped hitting them. I do think as betting is becoming more legal though, on the other hand, it's betting is on the up and up. If you're going to have odds, if you're going to be partners with the betting companies, you have to enforce the rules a little bit more because another thing I noticed, uh, Julio Rodriguez pitching, uh, pitcher did a really good job placing the ball for him, but he was taking his time. He was following the rules, waiting for the signal to pitch again while Soto's guy was just firing him one after another. The balls weren't even landing. So uh, I mean, like I said, once you're betting this stuff, you're taking your your own fate, your fate in your own hands here, betting on an exhibition. But at the same time, if you have rules, you should enforce them. And we'll speak of betting on uh, markets that are obviously going to adjust very heavily on the basis of a couple uh, player moves. Uh, that would be the NBA futures market where it's kind of like now it's the calm after we had the finals, of course, get done and then the draft and then right into free agency, right into the summer league. Now we still have a couple dominoes to fall, and it's like, okay, is it going to be this month? Is it going to drag into August or September? But you're banking on a, a team not too far for you, that being the Brooklyn Nets, that uh, maybe one, if not both, are going to be in Brooklyn uniforms to start of the season. Yeah, I'm still adamant Durant stays with the Nets. I've been talking about this on the podcast and all these shows. I think that first 24 hours, once Durant requested the trade, we all, I, I did what everyone did, which is, you know, try to think of the, the teams that make sense, the packages that make sense. And the more time goes on, we're two and a half weeks, almost three weeks from the time he requested a trade. I just don't see a package that makes sense for the Nets that Durant's going to want to accept. Cause remember he can kill any deal here. Um, to me, it's hard to put together a deal that makes sense. I just lean more and more that he's staying. And if he's staying, maybe they just keep Kyrie too. Either way, if you, you know, with 25 to one, 28 to one, there were some 50 to ones out there, not that long ago, which I just thought were outrageous. Uh, if you have a team with Durant and you can get, you know, 25, 30 to one to win the title, you got a great bet. I have a feeling here. The nets run this back. I'm curious what JVT thinks. Uh, I would say all signs point in that direction, right? I mean, everything you've alluded to the Deandre Ayton thing really killed pretty much everything at this yeah. point. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there are some indications like there was a report yesterday. Will uh, that for whatever it's worth, the Washington wizards are now going to start calling uh, the Brooklyn nets. Sure. And I think you start to get that right now. These other teams probably go, okay, well, this is all subsided. Let's see if we've got some, to offer and maybe Kevin in Washington for those who don't know I mean that's Kevin Durant's home area so that would be the pull I think for Kevin Durant to actually want to play would be playing in his home uh, hometown essentially so I think that's pretty curious but I would agree with you everything points in that direction you also get the other side of this will which is now the Lakers are holding conference calls with one another and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis are talking again and kind of buying into playing with one another. It does seem that everything's kind of settling in the direction of Brooklyn is going to start this year with both Kyrie and KD on the roster. 
Yeah, and I think the Nets do their due diligence, call around, see what they can get. And then at the end of the day, you know what? This guy's got four years left on a contract. He's 33, 34. He doesn't have any recourse. Like I said, he can kill a trade. Hey, I don't want to go to that trade. Don't trade for me. A team's going to hear that and say, hey, I don't want to give up Barnes and Siakam and all this guy if he doesn't want to be here just to use the Raptors as an example. But he can't force a trade. I mean, he's basically under a lifetime contract. He's 33. He's got a four-year deal. Uh, what are you going to do? Sit out the rest of your career? He's not going to do that. That's not Durant's type of way to you know, pull a hard and go out there and not really try hard on defense. Uh, to me, I agree with you. I think everything points to Durant being back with the Nets here. All right, a little under 90 seconds, 3M open. What you got? Well, I mean, me telling Wes Reynolds who's going to win in golf is like Scott Burrell telling Michael Jordan how to work on his jump shot, so I don't even feel comfortable answering this. Oh, come on. Uh, but, but it's a wide-open field. It's not as bad as the field a couple weeks ago with John Deere where there was nobody uh, that you really liked in that tournament. But, you know, Matsuyama, Finau, other than that, it's pretty wide open. I went with Tom Hoagie. Uh, 120 to one, just because look, uh, it's a long shot. I think it's a good price. He's won on the tour this year. Um, again, he hasn't played well on this course, but course history hasn't really mattered. When you look at the previous champions, whether it's Matthew Wolf, Michael Thompson, Cam champ, uh, those guys hadn't played well on this course until they won either. So, uh, of course I'll be checking out long shots to see what, see what, uh, West thinks, but, uh, Tom Hoagie, 121, uh, is someone I'm looking at. And again, after a major, you worry, maybe Finau, Matsuyama, some of these guys maybe withdraw late. So that's something to consider as well. All right. Well, good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you for the time. Where's everything at? Where can people find the pod and more? Beeson.com slash podcast. Joe Ganiscoli, Vito from the Sopranos joined us today. Talk a little giants. He's actually a huge, better, huge giants fan. So that was a fun one. Thanks to talk to you. Will. See you guys. Michael Jordan was only a 32.7% three point shooter. I'm just throwing that out. There. Yeah. He was a good mid-range shooter there. All right, we'll come back. Second hour <laughs> of Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.